Welcome to the Beers and Ears podcast. Here are your hosts, Casey Woolley and Matthew Brown. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome into the Beers and Ears podcast. If you don't know who I am at this point, then why are you even listening? My name's Casey. And my name's Matt. It could be someone's first time. True, like, you true. Know, that's th- fair. Th- this could be the episode they pick up. Um, I've, I've had um, some some folks who've started listening to the podcast uh, recently, brand new. Um, I delivered a, uh, a presentation um, to a, another travel agency about a week and a half ago on selling techniques. And um, I made a friend. Her name's Brianna. So she's listening. Hi, Brianna. Uh, thank you for, for listening to the pod. But yeah, you're right. They might be listening for the first time. Exactly. So they don't know they don't know who we are. But welcome in. We are at the Beers and Ears podcast. Uh, it's hard to believe we've been doing this for almost three and a half years, Matt. I mean, yeah, geez, it's, oh, it's <laughs> like it we, Mar- we have quite the library. It, it actually is three and a half years. It's 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 March. Yeah. It was March of 2020. And here we are in, in September of 2023. And we do have quite the library. Um, for those of you who are not on my Monday magic mailing list, um, every Monday when I send out a new article at the very bottom, Matt, I don't know if you've scrolled to the bottom of the emails, but I include a link to one of our previous podcasts, one of our previous yeah. episodes, usually parks related. Um, so uh, it's fun because I'm able to share some of my favorite episodes or episodes that might pertain to people. Um, the thing I've not done yet, which I, I need to do, is I'm going to start looking at our past episodes that are helpful for taking trips and start to put them into my resources for my clients, which is nice. Fun. So, nice. Yeah. Yeah. So, so it's been a couple of weeks since we were together. We didn't do an episode last week. We were going to, so a little bit of background. Um, we're, we're partnering with the uh, glitter and gore podcast against glitter and gore, right? Glitter yes. and gore, gore uh, uh, Kaylee. Um, to discuss the new Haunted Mansion movie that came out. I know it's been about a month and a half since it came out. We'll get it out there, but we're going to do it together, kind of a synergy episode between the two of those, and it's just a matter of aligning our schedules. And And last yeah. week, she wasn't feeling well, and then she's out of town this week. So I think we're going to try to aim for next week, maybe? Yeah, if not, just know that's coming down the it, pipe. It is coming down the pipe. And so Matt and I just said, you know, it's Labor Day weekend. I don't know about you, but I wasn't feeling well on Sunday to begin with. And so it kind of worked out. So, But we're back. And I think the original plan was we were going to do a Halloween episode, but then I got to talking with my brother (laughs) and he, he sent me a a text message and he, he, he he is not a fan of the new style of animation that Mickey Mouse has, uh, the Mickey Mouse gang has been drawn. And I know that's a, a, um, a very common theme, it seems like. And so I sent Matt a text. I said, let's do an episode on that. It's been a while since we've done a Mickey episode, but like, like the evolution of Mickey through the years. And I have a Bef- hot take on the new okay, Mickey Okay. Too, so and watch I don't know, out. I don't know. I, I thought about making this a convince me, but I think I wanted to make this more of a round table, which by the way, I'm going to, I'm going to put this link in the group and see if anybody wants to join. But while we're, while I'm doing that, Matt, we have a, there's a ton of news that came Oh my out. gosh. The, ton the, of desti- stuff. the destiny, I don't know what they call it. The destination D 23 event. Yeah, or, Destination D 23 uh, came out yesterday. Um, a ton of parks news yesterday. Um, Matt, I, I'm going to say this because I know it's something you've waited for years for happy figment meet and greet day coming Uh, back to the parks today, officially September 10th. How excited are you? This is what gets me about what the Walt Disney company does is yes. I'm, I mean, I'm going to be critical in in this spoiler alert of a rant that's coming about, (laughs) you know, what they're announcing and the lack of kind of big impact things, but also they, this, this is such an easy win 
that has a huge impact that they had they have a figment costume like that's not that doesn't cost that much and then a meet and greet doesn't cost anything either like you just had you just need a space and they have space like this is such a win that's going to so many people are going to want to get their picture taken with figment and that's such an easy meet and greet Mm -hmm. that um i i it's it's one of those things like why didn't you do this earlier like what was the hold up here (laughs) so i think that's in a lot of ways the um i think the takeaway from what was announced yesterday is there was nothing nothing groundbreaking but there are a couple of things that did get get Disney fans very excited. Again, the return of Figment is one of them. Um, Another one is the fact that Ahsoka uh, is going to be appearing in Star Tours in some way. They haven't said how. I think uh, whether, like you know destinations that we're going well, to, they but like, they didn't say that though. That's what I'm saying yeah. is that so the the rumor the, the the thought process is it could be that kind of like they've mm-hmm. done where they've worked other franchises into the into the the rotation, but there could be maybe she's in the queue, right? Um, she could um uh be a a, a a meet and greet of some kind. I don't know, but either way, that is yeah. a, a fan favorite, and and of course Ahsoka is starting to greet people in. Uh, but two, right? As so, are like, many of the other characters. I know Disneyland is getting a couple characters as well. Yeah, so. yeah. So that though, and then you know, so those are things, little things that that you know Disney fans want. But like I said, there wasn't anything groundbreaking, and 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 maybe this is worth a conversation for a couple minutes. I don't know. I worry that there was nothing groundbreaking in the announcements yesterday. That we have literally. I mean. If you think back to what was announced last year, not a whole lot of great stuff. Stuff that's been announced in the past just kind of goes away. I know COVID played a big part in that, but there is a big, giant deadline coming down the train tracks at Disney that's going to smack them dead in the face. And that is Epic Universe. And I don't know what their answer is which was announced here's here's the big thing it's not it's not necessarily that's a lack of stuff the biggest thing was probably that dino land is going away with um this like you know tropical americas kind of coming Mm -hmm. in indiana jones uh is gonna uh replace uh dinosaur which makes sense but even then they they weren't very specific about how that would play like it was very vague it, and 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 the the one that they they're loving to tease right now is the the space behind Big Thunder Mountain. Oh, that's the big the big thing we love to tease. But there's no specifics, so mm-hmm. it, it, like who cares? There's the I Zootopia mean, Tree of Life show or something which, show. I mean, you know, that's that's one of those. I actually okay, that makes sense. Sorry, it's tough to be a bug. Is yeah, it, no, it, no, it no. I, I don't think it. I don't think it doesn't make sense. But again, where was the e-ticket announcement? That any any one e-ticket announcement would have been a big deal, and they didn't have any of it. And and I have a theory, Matt. Can I go down theory world for a second? Yes, yes. Okay. Is this conspiracy, Casey? I I think it is. So, okay. As hard as it is for me to say this, I think Disney's hedging their bets right now. They've got this massive property, this massive complex down in in Lake Buena Vista, Florida, right next to Orlando, in the heartbeat of a state right now that is just in turmoil. All those calls of people, Disney, get up and move, go to a different state, all these things, that those are unrealistic to some point. 
But if I would be absolutely shocked if somewhere in some boardroom there wasn't some kind of a discussion about how much more investment do we put into Florida while we are in this heightened political environment. Not that they would ever pull out. Because you can't. Well, I don't. I don't think you can right now, but at a certain point, the investors, the bean counters, if you will, they, they have to say, when do we start to cut our losses and not, in other words, let's retain the value on what we have down there right now, but not yeah. put any more in there until we absolutely have to, because let's be very frank. There is a lot writing politically in the next couple of years on what happens in that state. And if I'm Disney and I'm a private company, and yes, I've got right on my side, but sometimes that's not enough. And so at a certain point, there's got to be a discussion somewhere as unrealistic as it might sound to us of does it make sense to stop investing and maybe start looking for alternatives elsewhere or invest our limited amount of capital in other parks? And I honestly believe that's what we're seeing right now. I believe well, we are seeing that why they're investing in Disneyland more, why they're investing in international parks more. I would be shocked if somewhere along the line they've not had a discussion about some kind of a miniature type of park in a different state that is more hospitable to their particular needs. What I mean, do you think? I mean, am I going off the deep end here? Here's here's the thing. every good conspiracy has is rooted in it, it, like you can see it. Like I mean that that's what makes a conspiracy a conspiracy is that you, there's like things pointing towards that. It wouldn't shock me um, if they're just kind of saying, uh, I, I think the the biggest thing that I'm seeing, though, like even though Disneyland is getting some love, it's not like they're getting a ton of stuff either. Now, I know Disneyland, it's more difficult because space, space is always going to be the issue for California. But I, I think what I think what is craving what what is what is causing people to crave more bigger announcements is that these international parks are building. I mean, there's a mm-hmm. frozen land that's opening up in November. Yep. There's Zootopia that's opening up in November. Like like in all of these international parks, they're getting the new land. And what are we getting? We're getting a retheme of Test Track. And mm-hmm. for the uh, third time, <laughs> for the third time, which I'm sure it's going to be lovely, but okay. Like if that's the big announcement, that's not very good. Um, it's all these re themes, re skins, re re we're going to redo this, which is fine. I think that some of those updates can be very exciting and very necessary depending on the situations like a splash mountain type thing. But it wouldn't shock me if if they said, you know what, we're going to try to and even in certain cases. You know, we've got the flow of people that are coming to Disney World. Um, We are trying to I don't know what the attendance is in international parks, but maybe they're trying to focus on boosting the attendance of the international parks, boosting the demand for those international parks and so that's why lands are needed rather than, uh, you know, just like, hey, there's a couple new rides or something like that. 
So, and, and like you said, with the political climate, with, um, you know, the, the, the governor's office being less than hospitable to the private business, um, it wouldn't shock me. Like you said, if there's a boardroom that they're like, you know what, we got to do something, but we're not gonna, we're not gonna to push for it. I guess my counter to this though is okay. That, that is, that is a risky, risky strategy. That is a very risky strategy because it's clear that Universal is like, "Mm, full steam ahead. Here we go. We got Super Mario World coming out on both coasts. We got Epic Universe coming. Here we go. You're going to have to contend with, hey, come and see this all new park with all these brand new rides and lands and all this other stuff. Oh, well, hey, you know what? We reskin Test Track. You should come and see that. You should come and meet Figment. It's like, that's not going to draw. I mean, that's not going to draw me in. And I like Figment. <laughs> I um, I took a, I was in, when I worked at Art Van, um, we brought in an outside sales agency, uh, the Forest Performance Group, FPG. I remember them telling a, an anecdote in this training that Disney is not living up to. They're 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 the they're they're the example of this, if you will, and and they they said that Under Armour, the uh, the company that sells you know the workout yeah. gear, you know they're one of the most popular workout gear companies ever, and it, they came on the scene what twenty some years ago. It was very recent. It was very, very recently. Recent. But the way they they talked about this was in their sales training, and again, this is all secondhand knowledge. So I've not been part of their sales training, but this is what was explained to me. In their sales training, they they teach their salespeople that when you're selling Under Armour to a client, to a customer, you have to think of ways to sell Under Armour beyond just saying, look, it's Under Armour. Because Under Armour itself has that name. People, it's the name, right? It's the brand loyalty, the name recognition. It stands for quality. It stands for this. And what they say, tell their salespeople is, look, you can't just rely on the name. You have to give people the reasons to want to be able to, or to want to buy the brand. Yes, the brand helps with that. But what makes you a good salesperson is being able to give them the value proposition of what makes it as good as it is is it the quality is it the comfort is it the style is it the breathability whatever it is i teach sales feature yeah yeah, i teach sales for a living and i teach sales in the way that i teach sales is that um anybody who's ever been in sales and and matt you've been through some of my sales training because i used to teach the disney staff a little bit on this yep when you are showing something to somebody there is a feature there is an advantage and there is a benefit the feature is simply what it is the advantage is what it is going to do for or sorry the advantage is why it's important so what it is why it's important and then the benefit is what it does for you the name itself is simply a feature what disney has done and what i'm afraid disney is doing is they are relying on their name. Oh, we're Disney. People are just always going to want to come here. As somebody who is on the front lines of this industry, somebody who has been doing the travel agency stuff now for over a year, and somebody who has studied this and is, is, is much of a Dis nerd. I used to... Hell, I think there's probably episodes of this podcast where I talk, where I literally refer to Universal as the park that shall not be named. I stopped doing that because you know what? Universal provides an amazing vacation for people they got good stuff at half the cost 
we went through that whole cost episode. If you, uh, you, if you want to know the cost difference, go listen to our universal. Like you, you, your jaw is going to hit the floor. It, it absolutely does. And so when people come to me and say, well, I want to do both. I'm like, why not split it? Or, or go to Universal. If you're looking for a cost-cutting vacation, do Universal instead. You got Harry Potter. You got Minions. You got uh, the classics like the the Universal Monsters, Simpsons, Men in Black. You Jurassic got Mar- World. Hell, heck, you've got Marvel Superhero Island, right? You want to get touch of Marvel on it. So Jurassic World, Doctor Seuss. You got and you got a amazing water park, Volcano Bay. Now. So I, I think the point of what I'm trying to make is, is Disney, you can't just rely on the Disney name. And I say that knowing full well, and you should know full well, that the Disney name is not what it used to be among some people. The name yeah. itself, rightly or wrongly, has been tarnished. Well, and, and it's, you know, it's, not, it's not just that. It's Disney used to be the only avenue for children and like children's content. Like when we Mm -hmm. grew up in the nineties, there were films that came out here and there that were not Disney. But for the most part, if you were watching kids movies, you were watching Disney movies. That's not the case anymore. Like how to train your dragon is one of the most popular uh, 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 franchises out there that spawned three movies and TV shows. And that that's one of the things that's rumored for, you know, Epic universe. And I, 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 I you know, that, that there's going to be an experience like that. Um, you know, there's, there's so many other, other um, properties and that are and just Disney as is, popular. And Disney's to blame for that. They let, when you think about, I think it was Jeffrey Katzenberg. He's the one who left Disney. He's the one who founded DreamWorks. Yep. DreamWorks is really where a lot of this came from. Think about Shrek. Yeah. Right. Think about the, if there is one property that I think has rivaled Disney recently, it has been Minions. Yep. And, and let's be honest, Universal, while they may not have a ton of their own individual IPs, you know, where they've done well is they've, they've, they've gone out and gotten them. Super Mario World. Harry Potter, Harry Potter alone is what rescued that franchise, that park over there, that the, the Universal, and now they've been able to build. And again, I think <laughs> I'm going to let you're going to appreciate this metaphor. It's a sports metaphor, Matt. Oh, yes. Disney is the University of Michigan. Universal is Michigan State. University of Michigan, long time ago, referred to Michigan State as the little brother. Right. Mm-hmm. That that for those of you who know sports, that that's what this is. Disney has thought of Universal for too long as little brother in, in Michigan State came up and gave Michigan a big old can of whoop you know what for many, many years. And now it, they're they're pretty parred out. Like they, they, it's a, not it's so much li- anymore. Well, but, I don't know. Who, <laughs> especially who, with the, especially uh, who, with the news today, but so, we don't need to get into that. So no, so so who's who's better right now? I don't even know who's better. Oh, Michigan is is by far better. And, okay. Um, but, but there you, was but, but there was a period that, over that the last there was what, a period of time. Years, yeah. Where it was kind of they sparred nonstop, yeah. right? So again, Disney, you gotta reclaim your throne here, man. And it's not gonna do it with a test track with the test track reimagining or a simple reskin of Indiana Jones over the dinosaur ride, which is just the Indiana Jones ride from Disneyland. Like I, I just it's it's fine. Something. Like I don't wanna I don't wanna poo-poo it in that I'm not looking forward to riding it. I'm looking forward to yeah. riding the, the test track reskin. I'm looking forward to meeting Figment. I'm looking forward to whatever they do with that Animal Kingdom. That's awesome. But if you are, as a theme park fan, I love theme parks. Yes, I love Disney, but I also love theme parks. I love going to Six Flags. I love going to all that stuff. 
If you're telling me, all right, here's the two vacations for you. First vacation has really, really great rides that you've been on a lot. And then the new stuff is is all just very trivial and like here's a reskin and here's a character meet and greet or you can go over here there's a whole new park for you to explore mm -hmm. all these new rides and it's going to be half the cost i i'm 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 leaning that way nine times out of ten um now yeah. i mean the one the one thing for me personally with disney is i still have not seen galaxy's edge well i um, was gonna so i was gonna say that for one second the one devil's advocate argument i will play to that is that somebody does not go to disney as much as the average guest does not go to disney as much as i do i would say you are probably much more on par with the average guest than i am i mean my god i'm at at one point i was once every couple of years then i got to like once a year now it seems like i'm going like two or three times a year right like so yeah. for me i i've got i do for those of us who are on, uh, on and listening to this podcast and who go more often than once every five or six years um you know we have a little bit of a a, a tilted view but here's the thing we're the ones paying for this like well, we're the ones yes. like you know? Yes, but I also think that again, like if you're looking at okay, let's say you haven't been to Disney in ten years. There's, I mean, Galaxy's Edge, I think, is a big one. Um, you know, Toy Story Land has some has some nice, you know, just like you don't haven't been to Disney in like ten years. You've got a lot to catch up on. You, you've you got Pandora. I mean, okay, you got maybe Pandora. like five is maybe five say is a better. Say, but yeah, I say ten years. I mean, you've got Pandora. You've got Galaxy. Edge, you've got Toy Story Land. Um, uh, you, you, I heck. When did New Fantasyland open? Twelve. Yeah. Okay. So that was a little bit too long, but let's say yeah. five. If you know, if you haven't been in five years and you're looking to go again, you might. You, I still think you might go. Okay. Listen. I mean, there's a couple new things here and there, but I think I, I'd rather. Uh, just, I don't know. I don't know about that though, man. I mean, five years. You've got Guardians of the Galaxy. You've got Pandora, Flight of Passage. You've got um, uh, Star Wars: Galaxy's Edge. You've got Tron. You've got the four big ones. In all four I, parks to hit. My problem is, is what's the next thing? Moana Journey of Water? <laughs> I mean, it looks again, cute. It looks, looks cool. absolutely awesome. And I'm not going to knock it. I think not everything has to be an e-ticket. But the thing is, is if they were to announce an e-ticket today, we would not see it until 2030. Until I was dead. <laughs> I, that's and the I pace say, that they're going at. Like 2030 would be the earliest. Okay, maybe I'm being a little a little, but okay, fine. It's at least four years. I mean, what what is the over under on the place behind Big Thunder Mountain? Over yeah. under eight and a half. If that, I mean, it, it's 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 absolutely insane. If you heck, okay, if you want to experience the latest Disney attraction, give birth this year and it'll be ready when they turn eight. <laughs> <laughs> get sorry. on it people <laughs> I, mean, I, I, I shouldn't i shouldn't i mean i sell this stuff i get it it a disney vacation is phenomenal but disney I, uh, yeah uh, so mickey mouse <laughs> yeah i do wonder what walt would say about all this i i i've taken to twitter and to um facebook recently you mentioned mickey we'll get there I get I blow up at people who say Walt is rolling in his graves. Walt would not approve. Walt would not approve of any of this. He'd lower prices down to 25% of what they are. No, he would not. No, he would not. 
Walt was a businessman through and through, folks. And it is unfair for, uh, you know, where I got really upset was somebody said, Walt would not replace old attractions with new attractions. And I, I argued back. I said, nobody has the ability to argue that because Walt did not live long enough. God rest his soul, did not live long enough to be able to have to make that decision. He died 11 years or 12 years after Disneyland was opened. He didn't live long enough to have to make the decision to replace attractions as they were aging. Right. But he, exactly. he is, he is on record saying that um, Disneyland will never, uh, Disneyland will never grow old. It will, it'll all, it'll always be reimagined. Right. And so I, I do wonder sometimes how Walt would respond to what his company is at. Would he agree with it? Would he disagree with it? What kind of decisions would he be making about new attractions? I don't necessarily think that he'd be playing it safe, though. That's the one thing I think we can all agree on about Walt is that Walt was always blue sky. Roy would have would have would have reeled him in a little bit, but Walt yeah. was blue sky. You know. I also think that argument in general, not just in Disney, but in any company of like, oh, this isn't what this person would have wanted. It's just a difficult decision to make. It's like, well, they're not here. <laughs> like we don't we don't really know that exactly. So, um, like you could make an argument on either way. You could make an argument on either end of. Walt would have wanted this. Walt wouldn't have wanted this. Like you, you could, you could make an argument either way yeah. and you would be correct. Mm -hmm. All right. Let's, let's move to our, our featured topic at hand. Um, and, and that's Mickey mouse. You can't, you can't go wrong when you're talking Mickey mouse. Come on now. Um, but like I said, this topic was spawned out of a conversation that I had with with my brother uh he sent me a i'm gonna actually read you the text i asked him to be on but he's dj he's dj in a wedding today so he wasn't wasn't able to, no, to be mean, part I of it guess if you're you know all right so so he sent me an image of of i think mickey the mickey mouse clubhouse episode so this is the digitized computerized version of mickey mouse and he says mm -hmm. i know we've talked about this but i can't believe they're going from this to their ren and stimpy style characters are others just as upset as me? Someday they will look back and say they can't believe that character model is what they what passed the boardroom. And then I said, well, I, my response back to him was, well, okay, so look, the Mickey Mouse Clubhouse version is kind of running simultaneously to the Ren and Stimpy look. Um, uh, but again, it's it's there there's some reasons behind it and i think that that's what i want to get into i also want to just get into how you feel about it how i feel about it how the general consensus is about it um but this is not the first time that that mickey has gone through I mean, he's gone through many transformations you guys oh, yeah. i put this up in the facebook group and you saw even just the variations of mickey from when he was created up until recent it, it, up you know you can see his eyes have changed his drawing has changed his profile has changed um i at one point he had there was a rubber arm phage where his his arms looked a little bit more rubbery right um the clothing style he wears has changed over time and a lot of the changes have spawned and matt and i think you and i've talked about this around the fact that mickey's going to be turning 100 here in um in 28 and his copyright expires, the Steamboat Willie copyright expires in 2025, which means that 
that will then be free, free source, free, 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 free to use that version of Mickey. And so the Walt Disney Company has gone out of their way to try to protect his image by changing it every couple of years so that he always remains timeless. Um, so that's the setup. Matt, what are your thoughts? <laughs> okay, so um, I will recognize that the animation style can be a bit jarring. Um, you know, we've kind of joked about this where, um, you know, Goofy looks homeless. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, even even Mickey is a little more wacky. Um, the characters in general, like, have a little bit more... Uh, the, the animation style is different. But here, here's my hot take. That it, a lot of people are not watching them simply because of the animation style. They're like, I can't get over this. But if you watch these Mickey Mouse cartoons, it is some of the most quote-unquote Disney things that have come out of the company in the past five years. The care that they take in the writing to not just, um, you know, kind of do the cartoon, but reference things back from the past to the parks to deep cuts that your five-year-old has no clue they just think it's funny but if you watch it it is gosh darn hilarious and this is like to me it's this perfect balance of what so many disney people want is they want this care of the past while also being innovative in the future. And so you have this innovative Mickey Mouse cartoon that pushes the envelope in certain ways, but also uh, keeps keeps these great references. Let me let me uh, let me give you some some examples. So um, the the famous Potato Land episode, I know I've talked about this Potato Land. It's great where it's it's goofy and he He's like, I, I, I've dreamed about Potato Land. Turns out it's just Idaho. And so Mickey and Donald stay up all night to uh, uh, to build basically Disneyland out of potatoes. And he rides through a haunted mansion that's a potato haunted mansion. And then there's a potato dressed up like Abraham Lincoln that Goofy is sitting in the show to reference the great moments with Mr. Lincoln in Disneyland. Like that's such a deep cut. Um, I know the the one in the the one where Walt Disney winks at Mickey and in, in on the map, like is just a really like funny like it's this like hasn't let me down yet and then he winks at the map and walt winks back like that's such that's such a good the writing is so good the cartoons are so good i get it the animation is is a little bit out there if you can get like just look past that but but let's let's pause that for a second though i i I, because i don't disagree with anything you've just said I've watched the, the the episodes and the storylines are great. The writing's great. The acknowledgement to Disney past history is great. The connections are great. They're fun. The, I think you have, for the sake of what we're talking about here, though, we're not talking. Could those storylines not have been told in more traditional Mickey Mouse style, in more traditional Mickey Mouse animation? Could they not have been told in the Mickey that we get from the clubhouse here. Here's my problem for a company that is so, 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 so bent on consistency 
and on brand standards and on brand recognition and on 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 making sure people brand brand recognition on who they are it boggles the mind that they have with their main character literally currently in the zeitgeist basically three different versions of mickey mouse there is the classic traditional I would say the Mickey Mouse that really kind of came into being in the 50s and has kind of stayed along. It's 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 before it's after Steamboat Willie. It's not pie-eyed Mickey because pie-eyed Mickey was more used in printed materials. It's the it's the more softer, gentler, animated 1950s, kind of the same one you, you get a little bit of in Mickey's Christmas Carol. That Mickey. Yeah. Yeah. He's still out there because he's the ones that you see in the characters in the parks. He's the the gentler, um, f- I'm going to call him family Mickey. Then there's the Mickey Mouse Clubhouse Mickey, which is a little bit more playful, a little bit more like, like simpler, simpler color palette for kids. I'm going to call him Kid Mickey. Yeah. And then there's this guy. There's Which, this okay. one over here. But my, my question is, is, why do you have three of it only pertains to your fab five. It's only these five characters that you've decided to do this weird thing to. I, Why? I guess there's always been different Mickey's though. Isn't sorcerer Mickey different than steamboat Willie. That's different than hold on, but different eras steamboat Willie. You got, okay. If you look at the, the, the timeline though, steamboat Willie is not steamboat. Willie is his own cartoon if you're talking sorcerer mickey that is what i'm talking that's family mickey that's what i that character has persisted through to today yeah but uh, but i i I guess okay um i i think there's always been different versions of mickey that because like i mean even if you watch some of the kids shows like mickey mouse clubhouse mickey is different than mickey mouse roadster racers mickey is different from uh uh uh, mickey mouse funhouse mickey you it, want to say the some... roast? You want to say the roaster racers Mickey is a version of Family Mickey? I guess he's a version of Family Mickey, I but um, I, I okay, I, I get what you're saying. That this is this is very much an out there, out like it is out there on an island. I think one of the reasons for that is the cartoons are wackier than what you are getting with Family Mickey or you know regular Mickey, quote unquote. Like the 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 um you know the um it's it's more of kind of goes back to the looney tunes classic cartoons where people are getting hit on the head with anvils and um, but bugs know, bunny has never had a different version bugs has been bugs all along i i get it um and bugs is I, warner brothers version of mickey mouse but i also think that i mean for us, the very initial drawings of sorry the very initial drawings of bugs bunny in those first initial cartoons i get it he looked different but there was at a certain point 60s onward he pretty much has remained consistent the entire time yeah his his digital renderings have gotten better and smoother but it's the same bugs yeah um, but they did have um i guess that still is similar i i i think that it's it's similar to kind of this maybe so the star wars thing where this is some generation's mickey mouse and it's not our generation's mickey mouse 
but there's probably a generation of kids that they got when that they got introduced to Mickey Mouse this way. And this was different than kid Mickey Mouse, because if I grew up with Mickey Mouse Clubhouse and then I'm 12 and I'm trying to be told that, no, Mickey Mouse is cool. I'm like, no, Mickey Mouse is the Mickey Mouse Clubhouse. Whereas I see this Mickey with us doing all these wacky adventures and getting into all kinds of shenanigans and all this other stuff. I may transition into that. Hmm. Um, so I, I wonder if that was kind of what they're trying to do is they are trying to build this bigger chasm in between um, like family Mickey and I don't want to say non-family Mickey because it's not like there's ever going to be like edgy Mickey, but um, well, uh, they did. They did try it a little bit with even take Epic Mickey. Epic Mickey was a little bit different, but he was still family Mickey. Yeah, he that, still that had still... the similar the still the, the, the similar feel. I, yeah, that that though, I mean, that has a similar feel of family, Mickey. But I, I think what you're what you're talking about, like, again, like there's a distinct like this Mickey Mouse is for. This. Uh, oh, my goodness. What is happening? What uh, happened? Oh, goodness. There's something. There's an ad playing on one of my tabs. Sorry. OK. Uh, I was like, ah, what's, going See, what's on? that? Did I lose them? <laughs> oh, no. um, anyway, um there's you know there's i think they're wanting to really get away from the the just kid mickey is also the mickey in in, you know for adults and for kids i mean there was that whole like hipster mickey collection that happened that uh that that was on clothing for a while now again i know that wasn't cartoons that was it was just a clothing line okay but um, i I think that's important yeah it, it was a clothing line and you have to there's a difference between artistic renderings of Mickey, either as fan art or as merchandise, and what the Walt Disney Company puts out there as their entertainment. Their entertainment is their bread and butter, mm-hmm. right? That is their bread I, and butter. And so I just, I, I, I'm still just, I have a hard time getting past the fact that this is the version of Mickey that they feel we are going to want to look back to 30 years from now, whether, maybe not us, but our kids, right? You know, take your kids. Have your kids been introduced to this Mickey yet? 100% yes, okay. and they love so it. So <laughs> 30 years from now, they're going to look at this. They're going to use their critical thinking skills. They're going to see the Mickey prior to that. And whatever iteration of Mickey comes after this, because this Mickey's done, they, they, they've stopped yeah. the cartoons. And, and, you know, here's where I think I wonder if Disney realizes that maybe they went a little too edgy. Look at the newest version of Steamboat Willie they introduced as part of this. He doesn't look as disheveled. As regular Mickey Mouse does. He looks like an updated version of Steamboat Willie. My question is, is they could have gone that route, but they went Ren and Stimpy. Like, they look horrible. See, I don't think they look as horrible as you think they do. They look different. Oh, my God. They, Mickey, they look different. Goofy's but I, I, unshaven. <laughs> yeah, I, I, but I think that's that's goofy. <laughs> Like, but no, you, it's don't, not. you don't want you don't want Goofy to be clean cut and everything. You want him to be a little bit goofy. Like I the, want the Goofy from from um from the Goof Troop. I I hear you, but again, I mean, that's I, our Goofy. You're wanting the thing from your childhood. That's what you're wanting. <laughs> Uh, I, I, and I, this may just be a preference thing. Like it, it's, I, well, it's, it clearly is. This is a subject like, of conversation. Yeah, no matter it, what it, we decide here, it's not like Disney's going to say, is, Oh, Casey I, and Matt decided to do this. Like it's not going to happen. But I, I will say like, it is subjective, but 
this is the first time that I have seen like a redo of a classic character create this much discourse in a fan base, especially for this one. Like this isn't them doing a different version of Bell or Elsa or um, like this is Mickey Mouse. Like okay. this is this is I, Mickey Mouse. I, I, I want I want to I, I want to do something real quick. Can, okay. can you pull can you pull up Google? Yes. All right. In Google. And listeners, you guys can do this at home. I want you to, in Google, just type in new Donald Duck. New Donald Duck. And hit enter. And then click on images. Yep. And hopefully you're seeing the same two first images that I'm seeing. There's a DuckTales Donald Duck. Yes. And then there's the version of Donald in these new car- in these, these cartoons that have been around for 10 years. Yes. Two versions of Donald that are within the last 10 years the ducktails donald duck is clean he's sophisticated but he's also new he looks classic yet he looks modern then you got the other one of him that just looks disheveled looks almost like a an amateur drew him what i I don't see that one. Like I, uh, I, I just I, I see a different animation style. That's what I see. <laughs> like, I see I, Nickelodeon, I, and Disney's never been Nickelodeon. I I don't know. I, I see I, Fairly I just... Odd Parents. I see uh, uh, Ren and Stimpy. I I I, 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 I hmm. there was there was a time when cartoon animation was smooth and it was clean, and it, at some point it went to this weird rough edges almost like like neo contemporary art style and it's like they've never come back from it I, yeah i think it just like for whatever reason they decided that this was this was the direction that they wanted to go and it i i think again they this was very much a more like wha- they they were trying to go really really wacky and um kind of emulated that in their um in the animation style and i think it works for what i i think i think looking at these cartoons it would be weird it would be very weird if it was like classic more quote-unquote put together animation style and these storylines i think these storylines work because of the animation style um I don't know. It's just, it's just not as big of a deal for me. Um, maybe it's because um, just animation in general, I, I tend to like different styles and I appreciate when someone tries to like, you know, push the envelope on it. I, again, maybe there's some choices. I, I have an agreement with you that uh, uh, can we make goofy look a little less homeless? Um, like, <laughs> like the, the guy's not a bum on the street. Like it, it's, it's, it's let's, you know, let's, let's make him look like he's a part of the crew here. But, uh, um, I, I just don't, I just don't have as much a problem with the animation style as, as I think some others do. And I, I think some of it is I choose to look past it because the, the cartoons are just really funny. So I am putting a poll in the Facebook group right now that just simply says, snap poll. Do you like the new style of Mickey animation? The animation used in Mickey's Runaway Railway. Yes, I like it. No, I don't. I, I wish I would have done this before. Um, uh, we'll update before. you next week. Yeah, yeah. I, I just, I want to see what other people say. I want to see if 
maybe it's closer than I think. Maybe there are enough people out there that do like it. Maybe there are people out there that don't like it. I, I don't know. I'm just really curious to see. I, so I, I shared it in the Facebook group. I put it on my personal page, and I'm also sharing it on my Main Street and More Travel, my uh, my, my Magical Memories. I'm, I'm by sharing Casey this page. right now. Yeah, I just want to see. I want to see what people think. I'm not loading it um, uh, with any any. I don't want to bias it. I just want to see what people think. So I'm literally real time. So as you're listening to this episode, the poll is up. Go find it. I'm I just I'm curious. I want to see what people think about this, because, again, anecdotally, the people that I talk to agree. A lot of them agree with what I'm saying. They look at this and go, absolutely not. This is horrible. But again, I've got to be very careful because anecdotal evidence is not you know, scientific evidence by any means, you know? No, it's not. But but you do start to, you know, we talk with Disney people all the time. Like, did you, we did see you, patterns. Did, did, did you answer it? Yes. Yes, I did. I Absolutely, I did. No. So <laughs> my first two responses are you and me, and we're split down the middle. I answered <laughs> no, you answered yes. So let's just see what, what everyone says as we go through this. This is too funny. But yeah, so it but, just, but uh, yeah, I, 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 but, I don't mind the animation all, style. All that said, I do agree with you, and, and I will concede that the the stories are great and i i do like the playfulness i just think they could have done the playful stories without this version of animation that that, that, yeah, that that's it. my argument you know i'm curious and, now too that they've ended what do they do yeah do they push the envelope again and do something completely different or do they um do they go back to more of a classic look Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I wonder. And again, you know, I mentioned the Ducktales look. That Ducktales look, it it's modern and feels clean, but at the same time, doesn't feel messy to me like like this other newer look, right? So I guess I, I don't know. Uh, by way of contrast, like, did you have a problem with like the new Huey, Dewey, and Louie? In no, no, because they because they looked clean. They looked they they looked clean, but they also looked modern. That you know, I I don't know if Goofy ever appear, appeared in Ducktales or not. I'd be curious to see how they did I Goofy I don't in that. Think he did. Yeah, I don't know. The other thing that bothers me too, less about his anima- their animation, is their voice acting, um, specifically Mickey's. I I do feel that the voice actor who played Mickey, it, I, I wish they would settle on a consistent voice actor. The Mickey, the voice actor who plays Mickey in the clubhouse, um, is different than the Mickey voice actor who plays mickey in the shorts which is different than the mickey that plays family mickey completely different so it's like why 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 different actors personally the voice actor who plays mickey in the shorts it it literally is so shrill it sends shivers down my spine (laughs) it is very shrill i'll give you that very (laughs) shrill Minnie's not bad. Minnie, Minnie, Minnie has always had a high pitched voice, and I thought I thought Minnie's representation wasn't horrible. Mickey's is just Mickey, and, and I think of them all, I do believe that Goofy's is probably the worst. Yeah, the the uh, again, like uh, how he acts in the cartoons is not bad. Just his look, yeah, he just looks he he looks like he's living in a garbage can. Well, it looks like someone already responded. You're currently yes, I like it is in the lead. And wow, and, okay, and... okay, I'm at least. I don't care if everyone else votes no. At least I'm not crazy. <laughs> <laughs> no, I do think there is a subsect of people out there who do like it. I mean, I, I, I'm not going to deny that. And it may end up being closer than I think. And I'll eat crow. I'll eat humble pie. If, 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 you know, at the end of the day, you know, more people say they like it versus don't. You know, Diana, the person who just commented, she said she it grew on her. I, I think for a lot of people, it, it was kind of a sudden shock. Now, what I will say, Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. 
which is based on the new animation. Have you been on that ride yet? No, I haven't. It's a phenomenal ride. It, it's yeah. so amazing. It's better than Remy's Ratatouille Adventure in my book. Oh, interesting. Okay. Uh, and Remy's is awesome, but it, it, it is a fun ride. You have to look the other way with the animation style, though. Like that's that's the key. Is I would have loved to, I would have loved to have seen a version of Mickey Minnie's Runaway Railway based in old school Mickey Mouse, or even a Mickey through the ages. I would have loved to have seen I, that. I am surprised. I will say, I'm surprised that they use this new Mickey animation mm-hmm. style. Same for because they are banking on that becoming more timeless than a classic Mickey. Mm-hmm. And I think that that I'm interested to see how that goes. <laughs> All right. We are currently tied three or three and three. So uh, three for you, three for yes, three for no. We are tied at the moment. That's funny. It's funny. Um, Technically it's beers and ears podcast is voted. Wait, beers and ears podcast voted. Yes. How's it even possible? Oh, maybe it's, I'm. Lo- was I logged are, in? As are you logged in as Beers and Ears podcast? Oh, I think you are. Maybe yes. I. Maybe I, well, I answered as. Oh, I can get two votes. In. Hey, hey. Well, you know what? I'll <laughs> I'll log in as Main, Main Street or as, as Magical Memories by Casey and vote no twice. Aha! That's funny. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Fifty accounts that we that's, have. That's too funny. Ah, <laughs> uh, that is hilarious. But all right. Well, um, anything else? Yeah, I think this was a good conversation. I, I mean, we're not going to solve this. I mean, there's no way to solve it. It is what it is. Like we don't own the Mickey property. Right. So exactly. Um, You know, and obviously we have different takes on it, but I am curious for those of you listening, go and vote. I, I really want to hear overall what, what everyone has to say. So Matt, anything else going on that I can, that we can think of that would, you know, we're actually going to end a little early today, which is kind of nice. Yeah, no, not, not that I can think of. I, I think, uh, you know, we've, uh, we that was a, a really a good conversation overall to be honest with you like, i agree uh, just i agree yeah, in in general so yeah um so yeah so some episodes that are coming up just to kind of be on the lookout for we mentioned the haunted mansion um review of the new movie is going to be coming up um kind of a crossover episode with glitter and gore um, halloween things in general yeah i think we're gonna uh we're gonna cover um just kind of how the parks do halloween uh, we'll have a review of my oogie boogie time in about a month um in fact i talked to chris i'm probably going to be coming on her podcast the, the the uh uh the mouse and more podcast to do my nice. review on oogie boogie i'm one of the only agents that actually got tickets so uh that'll Ooh. be kind of exciting did you see they've got dr or um judge doom did you watch the video of like yes. his they, oh my gosh like this it's so cool <laughs> all the commentary so cool. is disney is getting edgier allows murder on stage yeah. <laughs> it's kind of what they're saying no it looks absolutely awesome um uh judge dooms out there the new the villain from baymax uh, from big hero 6 is out there um uh, he's cool judge doom like, judge doom by far just, pff, my gosh knocks, uh, and that says a lot coming from you because you had never seen who framed roger rabbit I, I hadn't, but that is like, oh my gosh, like that just, uh, spoiler alert, if I'm sure you've seen it, but I'll spoil it <laughs> if you don't, but like the fact that he takes out the cartoon shoe and dips it in the dip mm-hmm, is mm-hmm. like, because cause that's the thing with these, is they could have easily just thrown him out there and been like, look, it's Judge Doom, but the fact that they like gave him that element to do, oh my goodness, it just, it's so good. Yeah, it's it's really good. I'm I'm really looking forward to our time. So we're going um on the fifteenth. Uh, we're going to the party. We're dressing up as the Wreck It Ralph crew. So I'm dressing, oh, dressing nice. up as, as Ralph, and Nate's dressing up as Fix It Felix, and then Amy Pod uh Fairy Pod Mother Amy, she's going as Vanellope Von. 
That's so, cool. That's yeah. really super fun. So we're going to have a lot of fun with that. So it's funny. So um, this is one of the reasons why you should always use a travel planner, by the way. Uh, so Amy's coming from Michigan. And um, uh, so I had booked her flight originally to come in the morning of to Chicago. And then we were going to fly out from Chicago together to LA, right? So Delta, my God, they have been playing nonstop weirdness with her plane. I think her plane flight has been changed like eight times. And the latest <laughs> had her arriving in at 7.40 a.m. at O'Hare. Now, any of you who have ever flown into O'Hare know that O'Hare has one of the longest taxis into the gate ever. I don't know, Matt, if you've ever oh, experienced oh, that or not, but it's, it's ridiculous. Reaching to the choir. <laughs> so assuming she gets in on time, and that's a big assume right now, assuming she gets in on time, it's probably about a 20-minute taxi in. She's not going to get into the gate until 8. She's checking baggage. So she goes, gets her baggage in the Delta terminal, which is terminal number 5 at O'Hare. Then she's got to go through security again and get all the way over to our terminal, terminal number 1, go through security again and get to the gate all in a matter of about 90 minutes. That's assuming she came in on time. So I texted her last week. I said, hey, Ames. How about you come in the day before and you can just stay the night at the house? She's like, yeah, I feel better about that. So yeah, so she's so we changed her flight. Thank God for no change fees on main flights nowadays. But I, I say this because these are the things that your travel agent will think through as things like this come up to make sure that your flight goes as or your your trip goes as smooth as possible. So um Matt, anything else on your end? I I think I think we're we're all set. Um, I've got all kinds of projects that I'm working on behind the scenes that, uh, you know, with uh, season seven of discontinued on display. Is, so what is, can you give us a tease? What's the new season about? We're still kind of working through some of the weeds here. Kind of decide we, we are not we don't even have like a, a, a theme. We're trying to kind of figure out where we're going back to something, whether we're looking forward. We're kind of, right. you know you know, looking through that, That's um, fun. social network. Um, I don't know if anyone who, uh, listens to this too, but I'm up to 77 subscribers at times Ooh. of recording. And, and that's, I mean, I've been at it for like three, four months. And, um, I think that's amazing. Like, that's um, amazing. You know, yeah. Like that's, that's absolutely nuts to me. And I have like consistent people that comment and I comment back. Like it's, it's really, really cool. So if you, again, if you enjoy, um, uh, tabletop board games, um, uh, uh, please come in, come and join. Um, even if you're not sure, just come and listen to me talk and rant about things. If um, you, uh, on that note, uh, complete my, my side thing beyond what we do here. So I mentioned the mat, the, the Monday magic articles. So I'm up to 11 articles at this point. We didn't have one last week. Um, but I did put out an email last week about some special, um, uh, offers that Disney announced. But if you are looking for, um, just, like fun stuff to read some new articles. Um, I do have, um, like I said, 11 articles out. I'm just going to list them for you all real quick. What's out there, why you should use a travel planner, how you should consider your budget is an article that's out there. Um, different ways to line up for the rides and attractions, whether or not to park hop or not to park hop. That is the question. Which resort is best for you? Why you should avoid the combo trip between universal and Disney uh, top 10 things to know about Disney dining a guide when to visit Walt Disney World based on time of year, cost, heat, um, the essential vacation packing list, top 10 ways to stay cool at Walt Disney World, and then the article that is coming out tomorrow is special event parties. Are they worth it? Specifically things like Mickey's Not So Scary, Mickey's Very Merry Christmas. So if you're not a member of the group and you want those delivered to your inbox, just go over to CaseyWooley.com and you can sign right up. 
um, and you'll get them delivered every Monday morning. Nice. Yeah. Um, if you want to get a hold of us, you can do so. Again, we mentioned sorcerernetwork.com. Find us on Facebook, Beers and Ears Podcast, Instagram, and Twitter at Beers Ears 1928. Do you tweet anything anymore off of Twitter? I, I haven't I, seen much I, come I, through I on that. I keep shouting that out, and I'm like, I don't really tweet anything out there, so maybe don't follow us there. Yeah, Twitter, <laughs> I, I, yeah. Here's where you, sh- you should follow me at Sorcerer Matt. Yeah, I tweet about a whole bunch of stuff, including Disney things like that's really who you should follow. Uh, some of it, I'll, I'll be honest, some of it's just time. Um, like I, I, there's I, a lot of socials to manage and there's not really a platform that allows you to manage them all at once. At least nothing that's good. I keep the beers and ears Facebook page updated often. That's probably the best place to find us. Yeah. Magical memories by Casey. I also kind of clone a lot of what I do from beers and ears onto that. So either one of those, but beers and ears is the group for all of us over almost 600 members, which is kind yeah. of fun. Sorcerer Matt, he's got a lot of stuff going there. Um, yeah. Email. And then, yeah, email always, uh, always email us beers and ears nineteen twenty eight at gmail dot com or feel free to email me Casey Woolley at MainStreetAndMoreTravel dot com or visit me at CaseyWoolley dot com. Um, I mentioned Disney did come out with some really good offers for um, the rest of this year into March of next year. They've got a Disney dining promo card going right now, kind of like what they did over the summer, up to a thousand dollars in dining credits. That's pretty good, man. I will tell you that. Um, in fact, I just looked it up for a couple of clients going in December and they save, if they switch to this promo, not only do they save $75 um, across the three reservations they had, but they also get 800, I'm sorry, $2,400 in dining credits across all three reservations. So it's a total win-win because they've got kids and everything. So, um, but yeah, if you're interested, uh, I'd love to help you out. I've got planning blueprints um, available on my website. So, whew. Closing time, Matt. Yes. Um, uh, yeah, this episode has been on us, and we will see you next time. Bye, everybody. Not let me down yet. <laughs> Wink.